Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. I am your host, Scott Needham. I'm an Amazon seller, uh, uh, Amazon software developer. Spend a lot of my time in code, uh, really trying to help uh, you guys be the smartest uh, you can be in your business because I do think, uh, you know, you can work hard uh, on a bad idea and you won't get very far. But if you if you work on a, on a good idea, you, you can uh, grow your business. Today's guest uh, definitely exemplifies that, uh, made a lot of smart choices in her career. Um, I have with me uh, Ashley Kincaid. She's the founder of uh, Private Label Mastery and host of a top-ranked uh, Amazon FBA podcast and author of Million Dollar Ecom Secrets. Ashley, welcome. Thanks, Scott, for that amazing introduction. I'm so excited to be here, and I'm honored. I'm on an, I'm on a podcast that's the smartest anything. So thank you so much. <laughs> you know, um, it's not my personality to be like super arrogant, because like I've gotten increasingly uncomfortable with that name just because I was like ah, just like so now I'm I'm including everyone. Let's all get a little bit smarter. Um, and on that subject, I'm pretty sure uh, if, if you were to look at back at your career, um, you made some decisions around 2015 that, you know, you could look back and be like, oh, that was, that was a pretty smart choice. And, um, uh, but it actually ties into something that's like a very current event right now um, in the Amazon space. So, um, I, as we were talking about Ashley's uh, beginning story, it, it started off with getting laid off. Is that right? Yeah. I uh, Well, first off, I was in corporate America, like so many of your listeners, kind of wanting to get out of that and uh, wanting to um, have a bit more financial and time freedom. Uh, had a great job at a marketing agency, and uh, but I got laid off um, in my 20s, my first layoff, uh, and it was rough. And it just made me kind of realize I needed to have more stability, more independence, more income. Uh, and it really was just kind of the turning point for me to get into entrepreneurship, which uh, I know a lot of your listeners can relate to that. Um, but I got laid off. Yeah, I got laid off and was looking for a way to support myself. And I discovered selling on Amazon. And it was actually my very first business I ever had, Scott, which is kind of unusual. So I think so many people, when they get online, they do all these different things, right? Um, they do affiliate marketing, like MLM things, network marketing, websites. But my very first business was Amazon, which I'm really grateful for because it's pretty simple. Yeah, and it allowed me to get some traction. So it's a, it's a good one to land into because uh, there's a lot of complicated businesses out there to start. I actually think Amazon is relatively like the, the strategy, the go to market is pretty easy. So many things are solved for you. You got Amazon FBA, which like you know already takes away like you know what was 20 years ago half of your business actually fulfilling stuff. Um, so, uh, good choice there. And like, that's awesome. I, uh, cause as I understand, you've already exited a brand. Yes. I sold one of my private label brands, Blasique bath bombs, uh, for multi seven figures. And sure. that was kind of a big accomplishment for me as an Amazon seller, just to realize, wow, I can actually sell this brand that I created. So, uh, cool. it was a, a big, big, exciting moment for sure. Well, uh, layoffs are in the news right now. Uh, there's a few things that I can bring up. I actually spoke to someone yesterday that was just laid off, and we started talking about his career uh, directions that he can go. 
Um, and then I actually had a former roommate of mine that worked for Thrasio and he was laid off. Um, uh, I, uh, hopefully I didn't out him too much. Uh, no, no, no listeners. No, but like, um, and, uh, I've heard rumors of other companies in the space doing layoffs and, uh, I mean, it happens, but it's not necessarily a negative thing in, um, how much I think, you know, a new job, new opportunity, you know, you're more skilled. And so, um, yeah, like you, you can have some creative juices finally flow into it. So um, now I want to jump into like what your mindset was a little bit, especially when you were, you know, launching uh, new products and starting out. So um, you said that it was, uh, what was it, bath bombs? That, that is that, that's like, is that, is that the beauty category? Yes. Yeah. I mean, my funny enough, I got, in, I had no idea how I stumbled into selling bath bombs on Amazon, but I had been doing some arbitrage, like buying, re, you know, bath bombs at stores and reselling them on Amazon and making great money just doing that. Um, and so I realized, wow, there's a lot of profit margin in these little items that I can sell on Amazon. They're simple. And can, I love that it was consumable as yeah. well. So I really like to help, you know, it, it, uh, steer people to consumables, uh, if at all possible on Amazon, it helps to grow. So Oh, repeat purchases are like, it's a good business. And that's, I am actually, uh, I haven't done a lot of beauty myself. Um, I had a friend that was very interested in beauty. And I was like, I was like, I know this is a good category, but I don't know specifically how to help you other than tell you like what's working well on Amazon. Um, What, uh, so yeah, like what was your mindset? Did you, have you, have you launched other beauty products or Mm -hmm. Was it just bath bombs? That's been my main seller over the years. Now, when I say bath bombs, I have like seven different SKUs uh, that are all different kinds of bath bombs for men, for kids, for women, just different kind of niches. I'm also in the cosmetic glitter category. So um, glitter for women who, um, you know, make bath bombs and soaps, more of a cosmetic product as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, over the years, I've sold thousands of products on Amazon, but I've really just narrowed it down to those two categories. Um, I think as you go as a seller, you just kind of find your niche. Yeah. You find what works for you and you start to curate your products and figure out what you want to sell. So, so um, did you, did you do what, what type of research did you do? Honestly, not enough. <laughs> I'm like kind of a fly by the seat of the pants launch person. Like if I have a good hunch uh-huh. about a product, like I, I've been selling so long, I can just look at a product and just know I'm going to make it successful. But okay. um, essentially, I just kind of looked at other sellers on Amazon. I knew what their profit margins were, uh, but I didn't like spend weeks and months analyzing. Wait, like, oh, should I sell well, that? Like, did, did you, I mean, even just friends and family, did you mm-hmm. say like interview people that actually use these products uh, and kind of validate ideas or... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess my market research was from my years as an arbitrage seller. I knew okay. that people purchased these products on Amazon. And so I knew the product. I knew the customer. And I'm also a user of Bath Moms myself. And so I knew like, this is a great product. I can do really well with it. Um, so I didn't actually like, interview specific people, but just my knowledge of the keywords in the industry really helped me launch it. So, yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, uh, I'm just thinking out loud here. Um, I'm probably similar to you in that, like, I'm very familiar with Amazon, how to look at the market and uh, what role, you know, like talking to like end users has, like just say before you even like launch 
or like like in when you're in the design process, you know, uh, what uh, like if you're able to get any feedback it early on, like how how much that can help you. Um, so, um, but you know, since you're a user yourself, you 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 almost close that feedback loop. Um, yeah. I mean, I sell a lot of products that like you know I don't use. <laughs> um, we, we got some cooking equipment and like. Uh, boy, I, I go to the grocery store. I mean, sorry, I, I, I go to <laughs> I go get takeout. Um, <laughs> I think it's always a good idea to like sell something you know something about. Like it just gives you that insight to like what your customers need. But I've, I've sold some products I've never used, so <laughs> it varies. So you have a lot of it. I, I like talking to specifically people in the private label space that have launched a lot of products, like a lot. And, and I have overseen a, a, a lot because, um, uh, I mean, it, sometimes it may feel like a volume game. When you're uh, launching, what do you consider like when, you know, in terms of like quantity of products or do you try and like go all in on, you know, just like a, a small handful? I think it's a balance. I've had at one point in my Amazon store had thousands and thousands of products listed from arbitrage to wholesale to private label. And really now myself and the folks we work with, we like to kind of curate our SKUs down to like two to seven. You know, we see that you just don't have to have a hundred of your products or 500 bucks and it really can tap your cash flow having all your inventory tied up in all these different SKUs. So I, I think it's about like the 80-20 rule, you know, 20, 80% of your income comes from your 20% of your best sellers. Oh, and I, so yeah, I try to uh, focus. I, I couldn't agree more. Like that, that applies to every part of like the Amazon businesses. And like, you're always trying to cut out what's taking your time away. That's not contributing to that 80%. Um, so um, so we talked a little bit about like, you know, uh, product research and, um, but you have a, a you know, a, a quick, uh, five-step method that I think we could walk through really, I think it'll illustrate what you're talking about. Um, you, you call it the photon method. And I think we were hitting on the first one, you know, follow the demand, you know, know your market research, know what people are like buying and like are searching for and interested in. And then the second is only the best products. What do you mean by that? Sure. So, you know, so often I think we try to avoid competition entirely as Amazon sellers, but the truth is you can jump into a, I'm in a very competitive niche myself and I'm not a huge Amazon seller, but um, there's nothing wrong with a competitive space. So it definitely means we just focus on products that make us at least $5,000 a month in revenue, but we don't want to waste our time on products just making a few hundred dollars a month in sales here or there. So it really just means to focus on like the top 1% of a category, you know, the top 10,000 BSR rank of a category and learning how to launch and actually just get ranked in those categories. Interesting. So um, you're not afraid of the uh, red ocean where uh, no. people are... Are, are getting after each other. I've got some products that are in Red Ocean, very competitive, and I'm having a hard time uh, ranking. Um, and uh, you know, off the top of your mind, like this is 2022. I'm, I'm I really definitely want to know like what builds ranking juice uh, this year. We're 
uh, we, we, so we actually have this ping pong paddle. I mean, as you can imagine, it's a commodity, like ping pong paddles are very competitive, but, um, I feel like we have a good product. I've used it uh, a thousand reviews, four and a half stars. And, um, we've actually redone all of our images to like, you know, look sharper across the board, but still, uh, it's a little tricky. It is. You have to make sure you're not in too competitive of a product. I mean, we're not looking at like Amazon bestsellers. Uh, we try to stay out of like top under 100 BSR, but I think as you get more experienced, you gain that muscle and that resiliency and that um, risk tolerance to be able to go into a category. But there's also nothing wrong with going a bit higher in the BSRs as well. I think it's just a matter of jumping in and getting your product ranked and not and being patient too. We like to give a product time to get nurtured uh, and, and to grow rank on Amazon and give it time to develop, uh, to, to understand Amazon's algorithm. I think that's so important as well. So it's all, always about having more than one product too. I always talk about that, Scott. Like I've had thousands of products and some of them were winners and some of them weren't. But you know, as an entrepreneur, I'm always just putting new products out there and seeing how they do on Amazon. And then that data that we collect is just so valuable that we can help us make more informed decisions at our next product launch. Mm -hmm. So, um, so what, uh, you talked about, you know, being patient, mm -hmm. um, what's a good thing to do while you're being, you know, patient for things to like, uh, roll out. Obviously you kind of have to be patient with like reviews, uh, as they yeah. come in. Um, yeah. what else? Um, I think just giving a product time to develop. I like to give a product about 30 days. I'm looking for like daily sales consistency on Amazon, like daily sales velocity. I personally would much rather have a product that sells five units a day every day than like 15 units one day and then no sales for four or five days. I like to see that daily sales velocity. We know how important that is for Amazon's algorithm. So uh, the sales velocity is really important. And when I say time, I just mean giving a product time to get ranked. Um, giving yourself time to develop it with the keywords and also pay-per-click. Pay-per-click takes time to nurture. That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> You've got to learn as an Amazon seller. And there's so many different ways to skin a cat. But pay-per-click is really going to help you to, to give your product that strengthened BSR on Amazon and get a lot more sales. So. Yes, hopefully with uh, some of these uh, layoffs that are happening, that the pay-per-click, uh, the price is like, you know, we, we've hit our peak. And now they're like, okay, like we can't, you know, uh, the big money doesn't come in and spend infinite amount more. Um, I, I'd like to see that as like a, a sustainable, uh, you know, way. Um, now let's jump through the rest of uh, your 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 approach to to launching. So tap into top suppliers. Uh, what do you what what do you mean by top suppliers? I you know I've got a supplier. I don't know if they're top. I don't know if they're bottom. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's funny, Scott. Like everybody who's new to Amazon, everybody thinks you have to go to Alibaba to like find a supplier, oh, or you yeah. have to go to China. So, I would actually I, I recommend against Alibaba. I've never used it. I'm like, um, no. we've worked with a sourcing agent, and it's just been awesome. Yeah, we use sourcing agents as well. It's really key. It just helps so much these days. There's so many places to go to and talk to. But when I say when we say tap into top suppliers, uh, it means like thinking is a, a grain above most Amazon sellers. You just like you said, think that they have to source an Alibaba. Look at the same suppliers as everyone else. A sourcing agent 
that's going to give you those kind of special connections and help you to negotiate and help you find the best prices. Sourcing agents are key. We use one uh, at Private Label Mastery and I use one myself. So it's so important just to be able to speed up that sourcing process. Sourcing agents are key. So the top supplier is essentially someone who wants to be a supplier. They don't necessarily want to compete with you. They want to be a good supplier, um, a supplier that's going to have that long-term partnership with you is easy to work with. You have the good profit margins. Um, it's not easy to find. So a sourcing agent can help fix that gap for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, uh, then uh, next you, um, you recommend uh, to outsource a lot. Like what, yeah. type, uh, elaborate on that. Sure. So to get really simple, I always like recommend just looking at any tasks that you're doing as an entrepreneur, Scott, like what if your time is worth, let's say at least 50 to $100 an hour, you want to outsource any tasks that can be done for 20 or $25 an hour. This can be a housekeeper. This can be a, a virtual assistant. This can be a sourcing agent, like outsource the lower level things so that you can spend your time on like the higher leverage activities as a business owner, which if you're an Amazon seller, it's things like sourcing, product development, brand development, maintaining profit margins, supplier relationships, those kinds of things. So don't know about your business, Scott, but we're really into outsourcing. Um, I don't actually pay my products at all anymore. I, so. I, I, I could, we, could, we could probably jam on this for like an hour because, <laughs> uh, because of how valuable time is. I mean, um, I found myself, you know, like mowing the lawn two or three years ago. And I was like, it's like, it's like I've got some really big money moving things going on that uh, I just have to pay someone to do this. I don't mind like, you know, uh, mowing the lawn. It's just like, it's uh, just just the, the, the time. And then if you start to apply that, a lot of other, other parts of your business, like what you should be willing to pay for and, and actually finding really good value um, anywhere from uh, like Upwork, to, uh, you know, getting uh, virtual assistance. I have a huge connection with the Philippines, so much so that um, we hit our goals and I'm flying out for Filipinos to uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> um, but like they've been such an integral part to, to uh, you know, growing my businesses. So I love uh, what you're saying there. Yeah, absolutely. Outsourcing is key. Obviously, learned. I like to learn to do things myself first, mm -hmm. but you know what you can outsource allows you just to build so much faster and get your time back. You'll have 24 hours in a day. So outsourcing is key. It's key. Yep. Um, I I mean, like I like what you said, you know, you you gotta like you're gonna be a better leader if you also know how to do the task that you're leading. You know what looks good, you can actually coach them. Uh if if it's not um and just your guidance will be better. I have seen, uh, even in, in my own uh, businesses, you know, some leaders that just kind of like say, you know, give instructions. And I can tell that like, you know, it just doesn't make that connection when the people doing it, uh, it you know, like the person giving the, the instructions like doesn't know how to do it. Um, right. And uh, I, I, I do think like, like, you know, podcasts, like, like, like yours that you have, or, um, is, is actually a great way for a business owner to, to learn, to know like what, uh, a good job looks like, or, uh, the ideas that you should be like, you know, really becoming an expert around. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Podcast, my podcast, the private label mastery podcast, folks can come check us out. We've got about 120 episodes, mostly focused on private label, but just like your podcast, Scott, there's so many, so many resources or people today to yeah. learn and gain those skills and that knowledge before you can outsource, yeah. like, learn how to do it before you outsource. That's going to give you so much leverage. Um, yeah. I, uh, so, um, and then your final part of, uh, your framework automations. Um, what do you mean by automations? So, um, so many things in your Amazon seller account can be automated from your pay-per-click to your repricing. We use repricing software. We use pay-per-click software. Uh, we use prep companies. So much of the the day-to-day stuff really can be automated for all of your listeners. So we just recommend like, again, trying to focus on the biggest levers of an Amazon seller, which is like product selection, product maintenance, building your brand, like those bigger income generating opportunities so that you're not actually acting like a virtual assistant on your Amazon seller account all day, but you're actually um, outsourcing those things. So by automation, we just mean taking the manual tasks off your plate um, as an Amazon seller. So for me, like a prep company is huge. We, you know, we use a prep company to help store and place all of our products to Amazon FBA, as well as PPC software. Like PPC can be so intensive for people to manage and tweak every day. So get like a good software for pay-per-click. It's going to help you just to take time off your plate. Yeah. Uh, um, you said two things like, you know, uh, my hopefully my audience knows that I harp on um you, you know implementing technology like yes at its best implementing technology like what tech does is it just saves you time you you have to, you either have like you know your insights that you have you're getting really quickly um or uh you know just the amount of actions that you have to do and then uh this actually relates to outsourcing but like you know delegating itself is, is, is a sort of um automation where you know you're pushing a you're pushing a task that has to get done uh, down the line, which is like you know at its core is like that's why we hire people. Um, how how big uh, has your team gotten at its peak? I mean, uh, I'm not sure if you're at peak now, but um, how many people do you work with? <laughs> Uh, we have about 18 people on our team. Not everyone is full-time, but some part-timers, some full-timers, some virtual assistants. So definitely a pretty good-sized team. <laughs> I think a lot of times Amazon, that's not typical, just so you know. Yeah. I'm really big on like having a team, helping me do things. I need a lot of help. So um, for me, that's what works for me. But I also know some really big sellers, Scott, who have like solo entrepreneurs, um, you know, maybe a, one assistant or their family members helping them out as well. So it really kind of depends on you know, how hands-on you want to be, how much time you want to put into this and like what you want to, what you want your lifestyle to look like. So. Yep. At first I, when I was uh, selling on Amazon, I was like big, 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 big. And Mm. now like, I'm like, okay, this is a lifestyle that I've committed to. You know, uh, I can't tell you how many people I, I like, maybe I'm not their manager, but I'm like, you know, I feel like I owe them like, you know, we have to do some direction setting like every single week. It's overwhelming. And uh, so uh, those solo entrepreneurs, I'm a little bit envious at times. Um, I'm not so envious that I'm about to change, but like I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense for a lot of people. Just do it. Be a one trick pony. Do it yourself. Learn all the ins and outs. Maybe one team member like 
So life is a lot simpler. <laughs> yeah, I've actually found that more people like when they get into their 40s, they really start to actually act on that. And they're like, no, I've, I've done the big, you know, I've done the try and grow big. Um, I am now, you know, I'm just going to, uh, even some people that are in arbitrage, they're like, I'm just going to just do arbitrage just with me, you know, make a, a decent living. And, uh, but at the very least, I don't have to respond to anyone. Uh, um, so, well, um, tell me about, you know, what, what led you to actually writing a book? Um, oh, thank you. Thanks for bringing that up. Well, um, I've learned so much, Scott, in my experience over the years as an Amazon seller myself that I just wanted to document it. Uh, I wrote a book, Million Dollar Ecom Secrets. It's on Amazon and your listeners would love to check it out. But really just kind of the, I think so often Amazon sellers don't share exact products or exactly what they do. So I just decided to be an open book, talk about and show my exact products I've sold on Amazon, my private label products. Um, so that's a million dollar e-com secrets. And it's a quick read. It's a quick read about my story and my journey and how I got to where I am today with a million dollar business. So really just like an open, transparent, like the good, the bad, the bad products I launched, <laughs> some of the products that have failed as well. Uh, so that drove me to write my book. I had so many folks wanting just to learn, like, how do I actually get started? Like, what does it look like to make a million dollars in e-commerce? How do you do that? So that's why I wrote the book. I really just wanted to share those secrets and share a little bit of the, the journey of my success thus far. So it's a lot of fun to write a book. You get to reach people in a whole different way. So it's really an honor that anyone even reads my book. Really, it is. So. <laughs> um, well, I when, when is the sequel going to come out? The, the two million <laughs> the two million dollar e-com. Sequel. Oh gosh, oh gosh, I can't imagine when I'll find the time, but that's the goal. Yeah, sequel. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Ashley. Uh, uh, so I like to ask, uh, guests on the show, if they have like a smart hack, uh, something that, that in either business or life, something that's helped them, uh, get to where they are. Sure. So I would say, I love this one. Again, my smart hack is outsourcing, like figure out what you can outsource and pay someone 20 to 25 hours to $25 an hour to do. For me, that's a housekeeper. I don't like cleaning my house. <laughs> so I realized really quickly, okay, the first thing I definitely can't be doing is cleaning my house. So a housekeeper, it could be a nanny, a, you know, a babysitter, like whatever in your life is taking up a lot of your time, like outsource it, like write down two to three things so that you can just start to focus on this higher level activity. So for me, it's outsourcing, having a team help me do things every day. So love it. Um, uh, I, I have a house cleaner as well. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Life is a little bit better. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for, for jumping on. Those that want to learn more about Ashley, uh, she's uh, got the uh, private label mastery uh, group and she's got a podcast. So private, uh, then also like your website where you can welcome uh, podcast listeners is ashleykincaid.com slash welcome so all right we'll uh we'll wrap up there uh thank you everyone for listening hopefully you were both inspired and you learned a thing or two to uh you know to, to make smarter choices with your business and um we'll see you next week one two three Yay!